Welcome everyone, I'm Anu. I'm Sumit. And, and we, we are, are the Cyber, Cyber Siblings. Siblings. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode with the Cyber Siblings. In today's conversation, we are continuing to talk about scams and in particular those that are arising from events and travel type scams. So Sis, can you tell us a bit more about these ones? Yeah, absolutely. These scams are happening not in one particular country. They're actually happening all over the world. And it's all related to the fact that post-COVID, the world is opening up. We are actually wanting to go out, travel, go to events, whether it's cinema, Mm -hmm. concerts, etc. And unfortunately, the criminals are preying on people's fatigue. We've been indoors. We are, yeah. I don't know about you, but I am like, it's yes. so nice to be able to go out. Yeah. And the scammers are really going for, they're trying to get people's personal data and they're also taking people's money. Right. Okay. And this is all everything that's been opening up post lockdown? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, what kind of examples? I think the first that comes to my mind, at least, is well, concerts. So there have always been a lot of lockdown restrictions in terms of how many people can attend a concert or a wedding or a certain event. But when it comes to tickets, I, the first thing that comes to mind is the fake tickets. Absolutely. So any ticketing agency, I would say, is probably taking the opportunity of an event has been announced or there's a concert that's going on or there's a celebrity that's coming to town. And in doing so, so if there's anything that's a legitimate event, they're taking a bit of an opportunity or a window of opportunity, I would say, and selling fake tickets. Yep, absolutely. And so their platforms, their websites, they're all imitating the real deal, but they're not actually a licensed agent to be able to sell those tickets. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not therefore, it's it's a real event, Yeah. but the mechanism to buy the tickets and reserve your seat, put your details and money in, right. that's all fake. It's a real event. The real star or concert is happening. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and if you take that further, the interesting part is when you're trying to look at holidays and us mm. wanting to travel, um, a lot of those processes have become digital. Yes. So there is a lot of scams around traveling and holidays going around where, in fact, you've got a cold calling happening from people that are impersonating the airlines travel companies and they're trying to steal your money or personal information by saying the flights are being cancelled or you've Uh, booked here and we're gonna arrange for you to get on another flight so again it's a legitimate transaction that you've had yeah but where they're trying to move it and that fake chain is happening right so it's not like the fake tickets you've actually purchased like your tickets your travel tickets they're all booked done dusted through a legitimate agent in this instance but it's post-transaction exactly that's exactly it and there's a really interesting one on my recent um first overseas trip after covid um all the pre-declarations were done before boarding i had to do it before um leaving australia and um i actually there was a fake app and a fake website where they were trying to get me to put the pre-declaration information on for that country well wow. <laughs> and also pay for it but i ended up actually going to the original site and so like going to the original yeah. site and it was very clearly written do not pay it's a free 
like you're so, free to enter yeah, the country. You, you would think so because I remember we have, in all our travels we've always done them, you know, all by hand. They're either yeah. provided by the cabin crew yep. or you can pick them up at the airport depending on like your arrival and you know whatever uh, uh, lane you're heading through. And those are well, they're just your standard uh, government declaration forms or whatever you need to do. And I get them all being digitized, but. You said it wasn't just a website, it was an app as well? Absolutely. And it was asking me for personal information and to pay for it. Right. So here, give us your passport Correct. number and, and date, of give, birth. date of birth, everything. Okay. Interesting. So these scams, scams are real. Yeah. Yeah. Now, look, as this, we can understand, like, as in they're going online and, you know, making the whole process digital, but it's... Uh, it, I'm curious to know more about that in terms of the app in itself has also then made it onto, I guess, your app store or Google Play store. They're Correct. pretty much they're pretty much there available for you to download and I'm assuming probably had fake ratings or reviews on them as well. It's like, oh, such an easy process. Well, I did because you you basically, you have instilled this in me. I actually did go and check the app in right. terms of is it legit or not. Yeah. And you could see it wasn't, and, yeah. but there were a fair few downloads. So checking those app details the way you've taught me um, was yeah. really useful. Okay, no, that's good. <laughs> but I guess if we look at just those three examples, what kind of themes um, come to mind from that? So you mentioned, uh, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind, if I may share, is where you talked about it being a legitimate transaction. I'll say there's a bit of a payment or a refund or some sort of mechanism that's at play. So if we take a look back or take a step back on that one, you've purchased the tickets, you're yep. traveling, so it's all legitimate, everything's fine. The scam hasn't actually come into play yet. Scamplay comes into play when they need your details all of a sudden in order to do something, whether that be process a refund or anything that relates to a past transaction or, or an event. Yeah. And you haven't traveled yet, but you've purchased the ticket. So there's that window again that we always talk about. So I'm seeing that, okay, there's some sort of payment refund related to a legitimate transaction, but we need your bank details. Absolutely. And that's how they get your personal details and potentially also some money if they transfer that real transaction uh, yes. into their into own account. Their own. So, yep, yep, yeah. But the other part that's really interesting with these scams that people need to look out for is the fact that their processes that you may have previously done mm -hmm. physically on paper, yeah. they're now online. Yeah. And so, things that we, we're not familiar with them. So, there is a kind of a play on the fact that these scams are. A new process and so yeah. the familiarity factor is not there like I'm used to filling out declaration forms and yes we now have to answer all the COVID questions but we're used to them in paper form we know we get it trusted from the air hostess on the plane yes. now that's all happening at the time when you're booking your flight before you've even left your country right so I think that's important to sort of really understand about these scams they're playing on that newness and that change that hasn't happened for us yeah um so i'm really interested in going well these scams there are so many kind of components to them yeah sweet so how do we actually help people stay safe like what are the what are the top three ways that people can stay safe yeah no look i think one that comes to mind for me is validation so validate the source 
you mentioned the whole thing about the incoming passenger cards and if all of these processes are really going digital, which I totally understand because if you think about it, COVID, a lot of post-COVID, a lot of uh, companies, organizations or government bodies have tried to uh, adopt digital transformations. So yep. processes will go digital. They're trying to cut down on costs. Generally, what can they do? And that's one of the ways that they are doing. So if you are going to the original website or you're looking for a phone number or you're searching online, I think it's worthwhile checking is it a legitimate, legitimate government website? Yep. So when you type in a domain or when you are searching and you look at the actual domain or the URL address, what's what's the ending of it? Is it a .gov site or is it a .com site? .com is likely going to be something commercial or something else. And if someone were to actually create something fake, right, and imitate a government body, right, it's a lot more difficult for them to get a .gov domain because they are reserved for your government organizations and bodies. Right. So if you think about your .gov, .gov.au, .gov.sg, .fr, .de, uh, .in, all of those variations for each of those countries, they'll have something where it's a government related and it will always have .gov. And That's then, a good And tip. obviously with the uh, country after, after that. So when it comes to that, oh, here is the, um, uh, here's the online form that you need to go through on the website. Well, what is that government website saying as opposed to one of the other .com, .info or .who knows, whatever, whatever else it may be. Yeah. And the same thing goes with the app as well in terms of what's the source or the details of the app creator or where do you go for further questions. The contact details on the app, if that's not a .gov email address, then you start to almost question the, if it's uh, legit. yeah, the le legitimacy of the app in itself. And I think the second one lead, kind of leads on to that. You can also search the scams. So if we have um, scam awareness websites here that are government-driven, they are .gov sites, right? They are, yeah. So every country has them. So whenever you're going or crossing borders, whether it be through travel or whether it be through any other means, when you're crossing borders, look at your uh, country that you're actually flying out to or traveling to. What about their scam awareness site, like their scam watch site, or they would have something as well. Absolutely. Every country is taking on these scam awareness uh, up a notch. Yep. And each of them will have a government dedicated website that protects its citizens by providing that awareness. There's no, there's nothing stopping you being in another country, checking the uh, scam Games. awareness site on the other country. And they'll likely have already called it out and say, hey, FYI, this is not right. This is not right. Or be aware of these scams that, that are happening in the country that you're about to travel to with your family yeah, or exactly. friends, etc. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, wow. So you're taking a step, uh, I think a precautionary step ahead and seeing look, these things could happen. So it's kind of like you're staying safe um, from one moment before you're actually flying out or leaving. Now, they're two really good tips. I think the thing that I would say as uh, the third and final tip is ask why. Like if someone's asking you for personal information, ask why and ask why in terms of a how they're like actually is it a paper form is it digital what kind of information are they asking and should they already have it yeah um and it happened to me just last week it was um i was just doing a bit of shopping after work and 
um, as I was paying for the purchase, just clothes and the person at the desk basically said, we need your full name, we need your email and your mobile. <laughs> and I kind of went, oh my God, is she going to ask me my date of birth as well now? <laughs> and I look, I get it. She wanted me to sign up to their mail address. And I said, well, why do you need it? Oh, it's company policy. We need the details. You'll get the 20% discount. And I said, well, I may not do the purchase, but why do you need it? Like, I'm not prepared to hand all that data over. Yeah. And um, we, we managed to come to a compromise where um, I didn't you give all give, my... You don't give, yeah, you don't give... Basically, just, and I still got the 20% discount. Well, that's, um, that's, that's a good outcome. So, you, you actually remind me of that uh, comedian. I think it was one of those comedy festival galas or somebody. They were saying, oh, I purchased um, an item of clothing. And... They were like, they, they were talking about this. This was, oh, this was well over a decade ago, but um, I'm trying to remember who the comedian was, but pretty much the story went as so he went to the front counter. He goes, oh, yep, look, I'd like to purchase these pair of shorts. Yep. And the shop assistant is like, uh, oh, yep. Okay. So what's your email address? And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm not signing up for a friendship um, deal. I actually just want the shorts. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But what's your email address? <laughs> <laughs> so, and he, and he was obviously making a bit of a laugh about it. He's like, oh, I didn't realize purchasing garments actually, or purchasing underwear actually came with, you know, a complimentary friendship, friend friendship sign-up request from uh, various staff as well. But I, I think you're spot on in terms of, well, why, why is it necessary? Like, what do those details actually do? in order to enable processing of a transaction or processing of the incoming passenger card or whatever it may be. Yes, the passenger card probably does require Correct. very sensitive information, but that's where I think the other themes, uh, the other tips come into play where you've got to really check. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, that's look, that's really a good round of three tips to stay safe. Um, for you and for your loved ones and for all our listeners out there. So we've got the source validation, the scam search and the asking the why. So. Absolutely. Well, there you go. That's a wrap for today. Until we talk again, stay safe. And secure.